Hey, welcome back everybody. This is another episode of Too Cold for Sunday. This is an NBA pod edition. This is the warm-up to the shit that's about to happen here in three days. Because in three days, you're going to get a whole motherfucking rundown on some shit that is all about the NBA. It's going to be me. It's going to be my friend Joe Lindsay. We're going to talk NBA. We're going to get people caught up in on the play-in game. We're going to get people caught up on what's about to happen in the playoffs. This pod that you're listening to right now is about my thoughts on the regular season of 2020 through 2021. The regular season is over. It ended yesterday. There has been so many things that have happened this season. So many things that I'm a fan of, so many things that I'm not a fan of. And I'm just here to give you my thoughts. I want you to like experience this NBA season with me the way I did. Um... There's a lot of things that were important. If you're a true avid fan, if you watch the games, if you follow the fucking narrative, if you enjoy these players' lives off the court and the fucking image they portray, if you enjoy watching them like try to run businesses and try to be successful, and yet they're successful as fuck, try to be is what I say when they're only making like another $25 million a year off their fucking businesses, which is sick crazy. They're not becoming trillionaires, they're not becoming the richest people in the world, but Jesus, they're fucking all the way famous, and they're rich, rich. They have access to fucking everything. Think about that. You're a young fucking player, you fucking play your way up through the leagues, you make it, you make it through the fucking elementary school grind to throw on elbows, not even being as tall as what you're going to be, other kids are bigger than you, you're fucking snot-nosed out on the playground, you're getting punched in the face and getting beat up. Because you're so fucking good. Up through the fucking ranks that you go into middle school and you can, you're like six foot three and you start dunking on motherfuckers. Like you have your first dunk when you're like 12 years old and you threw that bitch down fucking harder than grown men. Right? So like this is your trajectory. This is your path. And this is how you break down what the fuck happens to these players. Because every single player that's in the NBA, these are the things that happen to them. There's not really late bloomers. There's just dudes that started to play the game a little bit late. But you're telling me if you don't think when Joel Embiid was probably nine years old in motherfucking Cameroon, Africa, he couldn't just walk up, take a basketball, and just dunk on a motherfucker if he tried for like two, three weeks? Like, these dudes are freaks. They're freak fucking athletes. This isn't the fucking NFL where a dude's like 6'3 and 250 and like ripped. These dudes are like 6'9, 250 have fucking high endurance, play fucking 35 minutes a game, hard, sweat, do cardio, and look fucking buff, and they're just as fast as you, and if you put a fucking team of NBA players, like, on against a team of NFL players in a game of fucking football 7-on-7, seven seven, you gave, like, the top NBA guys eight weeks to train in this sport to play against these motherfuckers, you get the right matchups going, You get all that shit, like, in check, the right players at the right position from the NBA playing football, they would fucking dominate these NFL guys. I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't know how much more real I can be with you than for you to know that. And that is another reason why this fucking NBA season is so important. We got dudes that are tough playing this league. We got motherfucking Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
I don't know how the fuck you say his last name. That was a pretty goddamn good attempt. But you got Giannis in this league being baby Shaq, but he's not even baby Shaq. He's full-grown Shaq in this era of the NBA. Shaq got up to like 350 pounds when he was really fat, but he probably played right at about 300. So this motherfucker got to be 50 pounds overweight, and those extra 50 pounds really fucked him up. Uh, but before we got to that era of Shaq, we had just a dude who could just dominate the paint. He would play a little point guard. You saw it on fast breaks. You saw him throw some dimes. He played it as much as he could. If he would have came up in an era like this, he would have been more Giannis light. Just the same way if Giannis came up in Shaq's era, Giannis would probably be a little bit thicker. Which would be sick to see. It'd be sick to see a fucking freak athlete like Giannis get fucking thicker. In the 90s. What, you think Carl Malone? Even Carl Malone? You think Carl Malone's gonna stop that? You think David Robinson's gonna stop Giannis? Like, I know I got some people out there who would probably think that David Robinson could stop Giannis, but Giannis would still get, like, 30, 15, 6, 4, 2, and be, like, 3, 4, 5 from 3, and get loose balls and get, like, three blocks and fucking play 39 minutes, and they probably fucking beat the fucking David Robinson Spurs. Tim Duncan? Let's talk about that matchup. Let's talk about Tim Duncan versus Giannis. What would happen there? Um, up till this point, you would have to say that Duncan would dominate because Duncan is the best power forward slash center. He played like eight years both position, but people want to call him the best power forward ever, even though he played just as much center. I don't know. What the fuck is that about? How do you get to pick and choose where you rank these guys based on a fucking position? You know, when they play multiple positions, even back in the day, everyone played multiple positions. This isn't some new shit where you only have one position. You only do one fucking thing. Even at your position, you do 200 different things. And then you go to another position, you do another 200 things. So most guys are doing 400 things in the NBA. That you have to, like, watch your eye and train your eye to see these 400 different things. And it, I do. I do during the games. I can watch it. I kind of see these 400 different things with players that I see play a lot. I don't analyze every game. I don't watch every game. I watch every broadcast game, basically. Uh, but not every game. I don't get paid to do this. This isn't my career. This is my job. I can't focus even that much more effort onto this to be able to break down 400 things on one guy for you in a podcast or even 20 on one guy for you in a podcast from my fucking memory. That's not me. If that was me, I would be a coach or I would have been a player. They are fucking um, basketball IQ exceptional. This is thing. These are the things that people who don't like the NBA don't realize is like, um, the mental aspect of it, uh, not only from, like, being a dog, being a fucking god, being a fucking, um, a king, I guess is what you would say, even being motherfucking King James, who has the game fucking mastered, he's got it physically, but he really has it mentally, and then other motherfuckers come in and do it spiritually, Kyrie Irving, his fucking spirituality is off the fucking charts, man. Hit, like, dudes love Kyrie Irving. I'm a dude. I fucking love Kyrie Irving, but I'm not a dude playing in the fucking league. 
So I don't fully understand why they love Kyrie Irving. LeBron doesn't love Kyrie Irving. It was just not, not what he was going for, and I don't blame him. But the alternative crowd, I guess, the minority crowd, not minority by race, gender, ethnicity, or any of that bullshit, but just like who you like more. You like LeBron more, you like Kyrie more. Some people, most people are going to like LeBron more. A few people are going to like Kyrie more. At this point, I fucking love what the Brooklyn Nets are doing. I'm pretty sure I picked them to win the title this year, and I saw a stat that came out on ESPN that said the Nets have like a 21.4% chance of winning the title this year. And then the Nuggets only had like a 1.5% chance of winning the title this year. And they had all the other guys kind of up in there. But it's straight up, ESPN believes the Nets are going to win. Number two, three, and four team are probably at like 10%. And there's other teams that are like under 5%. I don't know if I agree with it. I agree with the Nets probably winning. And I agree with probably putting them at 21%. But I believe if you're going to have a poll like that, you can't list eight teams in that poll to fucking like make all ever like all the other numbers go like go away like it's not like nets versus everybody like 21 percent think the nets will win and then like 79 percent think every other team will win unless that's how you want to do your betting and that might be a smart way to do it i don't know let's talk about it but these motherfuckers like going back to day one like some of the biggest takeaways i had Day one of the season, I remember I watched, like, a Golden State Warriors game. Okay. Like, I knew Clay was out. I was really excited about Wiseman. I was really excited about Wiseman. I started off being a huge Wiseman fan. I realized something, but this is like a, what do you call it, a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched any of the season or watched a highlight or know what the fuck's going on. Spoiler alert. James Wiseman ain't shit. <clears throat> you have that Penny Hardaway becomes a coach in Memphis, and then he goes to Memphis, he commits, and then, like, seven games into his career at Memphis, like, he gets accused of taking money from Penny Hardaway to have his family move to Memphis, and not even a lot of money, like, 20 grand, like, 20 grand to move his fucking family to Memphis, that's it, that was the accusation, Penny Hardaway fucking takes heat, because these college coaches put heat on him, because they don't like He's an ex-NBA guy just jumping in their world from the AAU circuit. Uh, he gets the number one recruit, James Wiseman, a fucking athletic freak, like seven foot one. Um, Giannis built, but thicker, but not Giannis yet, right? And then, anyway, Wiseman sits out of the Memphis season and goes to the NBA draft, gets picked number one by the Golden State Warriors, and I thought I was going to be motherfucking hyped. Two DJs on the mic. Right? So, like, I told my buddy, I was like, man, this these first, like, three, four, five Warriors games are so bad. Like, Golden State needs to trade Steph Curry to a fucking contender to do him right because they show him that much respect because he can't play with this shit. He can't be on this team full of fucking dog shit. Um... I don't even want to name names on who's on Golden State because I don't want to call anybody out because, you know, you're not 
individually dog shit individually if you're on the right team in the right role with the right position in the right amount of minutes and the right coaching staff yeah y'all can make it y'all play in the nba y'all been playing in it but on this very specific team how it is constructed with the injuries that they have y'all motherfuckers look like dog shit straight dog shit even steph curry was like dog shit to begin with right and if he's looking like dog shit what the fuck y'all think y'all others on the fucking team look like uh, cue the roll, Jack. Dog shit, motherfuckers. And look where the fuck they've come since then. Making this play-in tourney, matching up against the fucking Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State at the 8th seed, Los Angeles at the 7th seed. Uh, that's must-see TV. It could very well be the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Golden State Warriors in the fucking Western Conference because it's a 7-8. They're not going to match up until the conference finals after this play-in. I am the first motherfucker to tell you this, and if you don't realize that could happen, and I know Golden State's not that good, but I know you know how good Steph Curry is this year. Probably getting MVP votes. Jokic, what are they? A three seed? Fifth best conference in the NBA? So really they're the fifth best team and Jokic is supposed to get all these fucking MVP votes? I don't think it's going to pan out like that. Embiid was a fucking monster and what did the Philadelphia 76ers finish in the NBA? Uh, I'm pretty sure number one. Fact check me, because I can be wrong on this, but I really don't think I am wrong on this. The Philadelphia 76ers are the number one team in the NBA going into the playoffs. With Joel MVP Embiid, bad motherfucking monster. I was talking about Giannis being baby Shaq earlier. Joel Embiid is like current Shaq, slim. With a little bit of a shot. Like, he's capable with the shot. He does it both ways. Like, defense, offense, um, pick and roll offense, defense. You're not going at him and pick and roll offense. Like, Steph Curry isn't. Damian Lillard isn't. He's just intimidating. Like, this is the thing. You look at him, and even though you know you can make that shot, this motherfucker is just, he's got like an eye cross or something. His afro is a little fucking wide to the left. Uh, his thighs are as big as your whole fucking body. He could just fight you and kill you like a fucking lion when he did when he was a child. That shit could very easily happen in that sort of matchup. Um... Yeah, this was just a preview. There's so much more to come from here. You guys got to wait and give me three more days, four more days. I'm going to partner up with my dude. We're going to elaborate so much on what is about to happen. Because this playoffs, this 2021 playoff series between all these teams, from the playing game through the playoffs to like the Eastern Western Conference Finals to the finals and everything that's going to happen between now and the next six, seven, eight weeks, it's going to be fucking crazy. It's going to paint the whole picture for what's about to come next. 
2021-2022. The whole draft picture, free agency picture, fucking salary picture, coaches, owners, cities, teams play in, um, off the court drama, beefs, all of it. All of it is about to start right now. So if y'all haven't been tuning into the NBA or to Too Cold for Sunday, get the fuck out of here. Because why the fuck did you make it 25 minutes in this pod and you don't like me or you don't like the shit I talk about? Y'all are real fucking weird. But until Friday, I will talk to y'all motherfuckers then.